check, check, mic check. Sixty show presented by Maxis Tires. Get data, decal works, hundred percent goggles, vertex pistons, Plum Creek funding, seat concepts, and Zool. On PulpMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching Fly Race and Moto Sixty today. We had a week off from the series, and we're coming back to Dallas this weekend. Second round of the 250 East Series as well. So, yeah, lots to get into tonight, uh, today on the show. Thank you for listening. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We're giving away a set of 100% uh, goggles as well as Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles to two lucky callers. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Let's talk Dallas. Let's talk uh, MotoGP. Let's talk uh, MXGP. Uh, whatever you want to do, man. We can do it. Uh, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. 25 years of Fly. Uh, what a what a company. What a legacy they've got from the first athlete, Tim Ferry, back in the day, wearing the helmet, to now Justin Brayton, Dean Wilson, Max Dancy, RJ Hampshire, and more running the gear. Uh, head to toe, they've got you covered. They've got the, the Evo stuff as well. Their top-of-line gear is called Evo, and their, their next line down is called Kinetic. Uh, lots of styles, lots of colors to match. Thank you to folks at Fly Racing for making things happen. Flyracing.com for more information, motorsport.com, all of that. Uh, thank you to Fly. Thank you to the folks at Decal Works, Max's, Get, Plum Creek Funding, uh, Seat Concepts, Zools, Vertex, 100%, all on board with us. 100%, by the way, Pulp 30 is the code to save with those guys. Save on anything at 100% with the Pulp 30 code. So they have casual wear. They got mountain bike stuff. They've got the goggles, of course, Jet Lawrence and Star Racing and many other riders wear. Pulp 30 code saves you on anything at 100%. Great line of casual, too. And I'll tell you what's underrated at 100%. They're socks. Great socks. Pulp 30 is the code to save with those guys uh, directing the show over there, holding things down, uh, picking the camera angles. The Travis Marks. What's up, Mark? Steven, how are you? Big game tonight. Big game. <sighs> Big game. You know, you're going down. Oh, yeah. Uh, no going, Eichel, no Stone. You're going down. You guys are struggling. It's not like you have the leading goal scorer in the league or anything. Oh, like, my God. He's on fire. It's unbelievable. Oh, I love it. Listen, um, we're going to show you what a real... Are you going uh, tonight? Stanley... No, I, uh, I leave in the morning, so uh, I'm, uh, I'm not going tonight. Oh, yeah. You're going to Dallas. I am, yeah. I'm not going to Dallas, so let me know how it goes. Okay. Um, I'm going to Florida for a week, so next week we may be doing this remote. We may not be. I don't know. we got to figure that out. Uh, 702-586-7857. Working the phones. The... Tits Legendary. What's up, Tits? Hello, sir. Nice nice coming in early today, by the way. I appreciate that. Always setting the standard yep. here. Thank Ridiculous. you. Yep. Ridiculous. Uh, all right. Let's get Zach Osborne on the line. We've got Jason Thomas as well. Decal Works. Uh, Sean over there doing a great job at Decal Works. All of the guys there do great work. And uh, the code is PULP24 is the code to save with Decal Works. Uh, thank you to the folks at Decal Works. Red Bull KTM, of course, using their graphics. off Husqvarna Off-Road as well. 
Great guys, and uh, they can design anything they want for you. They can put all the logos where they want you, where you want it. They can make uh, templates for anything and anything, uh, retro look, all of that, decalmx.com, pulp24 is the code to save with those guys. Thanks to the folks at Decal Works for coming on board the show. And, uh, yeah, all the codes, all the codes, all the information, pulpamexshow.com, and then you can go down to sponsor deals, and then there's a second second segment there for other shows like Zools, like Seat Concepts as well. Um, codes to save on all of that stuff. So thank you to those guys, and use the codes and save some money. And, uh, yeah, really appreciate it. That's how we end up showing people that we're doing a good job here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Uh, so, yeah, lots to get into when it comes to Dallas and, uh, and more. Uh, let's welcome our uh, first guest of the night. This man has won an MX2 race. He has won... 250 motocross races. He has won 250 supercross races. He has won 450 motocross races. He's also won a 450 supercross. Zach Osborne. What's up, Zacho? Uh, dude, you know what? I'm having a great day. 75 and sunny. Just got off my bicycle. I Couldn't saw that. Much better. I saw your bicycle ride. I just got off mine, too. Mine was a little colder, but I, I was checking it out on Strava. So I got my bike fitted here in Vegas, and about an hour into the fitment, the guy goes, do you know Zach Osborne? And I'm like, yeah. And he used to train you, Zacho, here, the guy. Yeah, uh, Greg Choke, great dude. Um, at the time, he was doing, like, full programs. I don't know if he still does that. I think he does just more bike fit stuff, right? I don't know. He was doing my bike fit. I don't know if he does programs or not, but he's very yeah, educated, but, uh, smart guy. Yeah. Oh, super smart guy. I learned a lot of what I know from him. Um, I think I trained with him in 10 and 11 mm-hmm. or 9 and 10. 10 and 11, yeah, 10 and 11. And, um Super yeah. smart guy. Um, like I said, a yeah. lot of what I know is thanks to him, just from a, a root cause sort of thing um, and research after that. But, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was really funny to, to talk to the guy about you a lot. So, <laughs> um, hey, week off in the series, when you did it, uh, there was just tr- traditionally the Easter weekend was off for a long time, but they've added a week off starting last year, but it didn't really count because we got rained out. And that was the week off. This is truly a week off uh, after six rounds. Uh, does it does it help or hurt anybody? Like you know, if you got if you're Kenny and you got your first win, and you got a week off. If you're if you're Cooper Webb and you had a terrible Arizona, uh, you got a week off. Uh, I don't know. Does this 450 wise? Does this does this do anything for these guys? Uh, definitely. If I'm those two guys, I would have wanted to keep going uh, for for a little redemption for Kenny to keep the momentum. Mm-hmm. I think in a in a really good spot. Like just. Overall, uh, I think he's in, a, in just a good place, so I don't think it's going to affect him much. And I, I feel like he's been capable of that since the beginning. I think had he not stalled it on the start uh, at San Fran, he would have he would have already won one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I never like the weekend off because it just breaks the rhythm, especially this soon. Like mm-hmm. you know, you're just getting into the like the travel Friday, race Saturday, travel Sunday, ride Monday, Tuesday, or ride Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yep. back to it, you know, and, and you get into like a, a routine and a rhythm, do the same thing every day, and, and this just breaks it, you know, and uh, for us, like when I was on the Alden program, we went back to four days of riding the first week, so it was just like another grindy day at home, and um, yeah, I, I always was not a fan, but maybe some guys are. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're thinking back to the Alden days or even, you know, anybody out, are you relaxing a little bit? Are you taking a little bit of a break? Or do you think it, the guys practiced and, and, and rode the bicycle as much as usual for the off week? I would say most guys were pretty on it still this early in the season. I think, mm-hmm. you know, the Easter weekend normally we would take it a little easier. Yep. Uh, 
and like I never had one this early, so it's strange. You know, I wouldn't really know what they're doing. But mm-hmm. if I were guessing, yeah, I would say that they were still pretty on on it, pretty heavy. Okay, uh, Dallas this weekend. Dallas traditionally, like back in my day, mechanic days, hard pack concrete. Uh, it has gotten softer. It is. I feel like all the dirt's been treated a little better. These guys that don't work know what they're doing a little bit more. Um, but this is a cool stadium. It's a it's a real cl- similar track map to Detroit. Um, so I don't know if that does that matter at all, or Detroit's so different uh, dirt wise than Dallas. Um, it does it does it favor anybody who did well in Detroit? No, I don't think so. I actually think that you know a lot of people talk about St. Louis dirt, and St. Louis dirt is really really good. Yep, but. Dallas is my favorite there to the, the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think it, it ruts up nice, but doesn't break down super, super bad. Um, the the last time I raced there was in 20, and they had that huge set of whoops down the middle, and they held up good. They were jumpers or skimmers. Like I just think that the, the dirt mm-hmm. allows a lot of a lot of good racing. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's one of the best races in the series. Like you said, super cool stadium. Yeah, um, just has a lot going for it, honestly. Okay, so Jet got the red plate back. Kenny won the race. Uh, Jet got on the podium at Glendale last time we saw it. Um, yeah, he might he might not give it back up, uh, Zacho. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's tough for me. I think that when Jet gets in that little little space where he can manage. Um, it, it, it's tough. Um, but how many is Kenny down now? 18? Uh, yeah, something like that. Let me look. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't think that's past the threshold. Uh, of being 15, like, 15 down. That's definitely not past the threshold. But, like, after him, I think that those guys are in trouble um, as far as us catching him. So if Tomac doesn't win this weekend, he will tie his longest uh, start streak without a win since becoming a 450 rider full-time. Thanks to MX Reference for that stat. Uh, I don't know if he's going to win this weekend in Dallas. I would bet against it. Um, JT and I got into it a little bit over whether... I mean, I, I already called it. In my mind, he's not going to win this title. Like, I just... He's got too many guys to jump. If he was, you know, third place and had had a DNF but showed great speed, then sure, he could still win this title, even being the number of points he's down. Um but the, being the number of points he's down and competing in all of the races, uh, I'm ready to ride him off as far as a title goes, uh, Zach. And if he doesn't win this weekend, like I said, thanks to MX Reference, he will tie his longest start streak without a win. Uh, where are you at with Tomac and the title title chances and all of that? Uh, I agree completely. The only thing that saves it is if he comes out in um, A2 race three form on Saturday night this weekend. Yeah. And magically has that the rest of the series like that's 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 prime Eli Tomac in my opinion um mm-hmm. maybe a little like the 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 downside of the prime prime Eli Tomac hill but that's as good you know that's that's all, like not sliding him but that's like as good as it gets for him right now because like he, you know he waxed everyone he doesn't need to be any better but in order to to make back some points and start to roll some steam i think he has to has to do it this weekend yeah and i said that before glendale as well and i i was confident that there's there's no better place for him to show up than glendale right Mm -hmm. in my opinion yeah and it just wasn't quite there um so yeah for me it's 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 yeah yeah it's it's time it's time in your eyes yeah um yeah i mean look he had a you know, he had a good race going in Glendale. He was third and got passed by, you know, the fastest rider in the series. 
so that was okay. But it was it was a bit alarming. Jason and Kenny, he was there, and they just pulled him out, pulled away from him. You know. Yeah, and that that's his forte, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, the whoops weren't very big, but other than that, like that sketchy, techy, weird dirt is where he is just so good. Zach Osborne here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. I want to thank the folks at Vertex Pistons, of course, manufactured over there in Italy uh, to the highest quality standards. Vertex is a part of the All Balls Racing Group as well. Uh, thanks to the folks at Vertex Pistons for coming on board. Two-stroke, four-stroke pistons, of course. They've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and, yeah, they've got uh, uh, cast and forged pistons, whatever you need. Vertex Pistons on board with the show. Um, 250 East, too. I want to talk a little bit of that with you, Zach, or Zacho, but we do have some phone calls. Let's get to that. First of all, uh, Car- Carrie's on four. Uh, Carrie, what's going on? What's your question for Zach Osborne? Uh, yes, this is Kari. Kari. Yeah, so yes. I just wanted to uh, thank you guys for all you do. I love your shows. Just wanted to know, uh, have you been watching any of the Indian Supercross? I have watched a little bit of it. And Zach, you're, are you trying to get a ride there, Zach? Or is that something that you may want to do? <laughs> no, they, they contacted me um, before the season and um, tried to work something out, which I was open to entertaining, but it just – yeah, is, it wasn't really. Is the money not is the money not good enough, Zach, to do it? Honestly, no, it was yeah. not quite there. Well, so, I uh, I watched a little bit of it. It's kind of cool. Some of the tracks look good. Uh, they're short. Uh, I don't know why Bowers is not doing better in my eyes, but yeah, it, it seems cool. Uh, Kari, he, he doesn't yeah, ride exactly. There's much. there's some uh, there's some beef brewing too. What do, uh, what do we got? You got Subaru's Tanty. They got into it first round, second round. First gate drop, Subaros clips a tough block, takes Tanty out with them. They break parts on both their bikes, DNFs, just like that. Everyone, uh, Tanty was slapping them in the or uh, Subaros was slapping Tanty in the head. Oh, my gosh. Oh, insane. wow. Going to get into this a little yeah. bit. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I think it's Tixier, not Tanty. Oh. Or, sorry, Tixier, Tixier. Yeah, yeah Tixier. Oh, so my, we got my fault. French on French crime. Um, oh, yeah, my big. goodness. Yeah. Wow, that's that's cool. No, I've watched a little bit of it. It looks neat. And look, man, same thing with World Supercross. If there's another place for riders to make a little bit of a living racing their dirt bikes, I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I, I think it's fine. It's cool. Um, the fans seem into it, Kari. They seem like is, – is the vibe pretty good? Yeah, the stadium seems to be packed. I was impressed. Even with the broadcast, especially comparing it to, let's say, World Supercross, mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive what they're doing for being so new. Yeah, um, the tracks are definitely easy. Yeah, but I think it's a good opportunity for if there's if they can get the funding right and get some money, um, it would be a good retirement plan for Nicoletti because right now the tracks everyone's just doubling. <laughs> nice, we'll pass that on. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good, good track for Nicoletti, Zacho. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got Gus on too, also for Zacho. Uh, go ahead, Gus. What's your question for Zach Osborne? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, Zach, as somebody that has trained with Cooper and been around him a lot, he struggles so bad at Glendale. And I'm I'm like the Cooper Webb super fan, so I'm not knocking on him. I'm just genuinely curious, like, why does he have such a hard time there? Even on 250s, like when he was super fast, he, he didn't win there. Uh, to me, like, having had the exact same struggles at Glendale, I think it's just – a fact that we grew up in the southeast and there's just nothing like that man um and and like you know people say like anaheim's hard and these other places are hard but glendale's different it's it's super hard super slick just like 
dry, crumbly desert dirt. As soon as they throw water on it, it's just like riding on ice. And I think that, you know, as a kid, you just don't get that feel under your tires very often. And knowing what, what changes to make when you want to change or if you should change or what you're feeling, like, you know, you're searching for traction, but is the traction even there, right? Like, it's it's just like a, a bundle of questions every time I went there. Um, and I see a little bit the same with Coop. Um, like, I'm just speaking from a standpoint of watching, um, just like a little bit timid, um, not, not quite sure what the bike's going to do all the time, which is just, you know, you see a guy like Jason who is super comfortable on that stuff, grew up in the desert uh, in New Mexico, riding crappy tracks, hard pack, um, and he just loses anything. And you watch Coop or someone that just grew up in the southeast, didn't really have those hours in that hard pack. They're just, like, not quite as sure, not not quite as um, a- aggressive with the bike. And I think right. that that's just you seventh place, honestly. All right. Yeah, it is It is funny. Like, you years ago, and I'm talking, you know, when I was a mechanic, there wasn't much difference between Glendale and Anaheim. Glendale was actually probably better, better dirt. Not Glendale. Yeah, but you weren't racing at Glendale. You were racing at Phoenix, and it was yes. way better. It yeah, was Phoenix, way different. right. So good good point. Yep, Phoenix, way better. Great dirt. Uh, and Anaheim was hard and slippery and shitty. And now it's not – shitty is probably the wrong word. But but now, like you said, Zacho, uh, Anaheim's tacky in some spots. It's ruddy in some spots. Some spots it's harder. Like, it's different, you know? So. Yeah, I feel like the the – two things that make a big difference for Anaheim is how many monster jams there are mm-hmm. like between races and also how much rain is in the area, you know, pre-race yep. in December and early January. Yep. Uh, one good rain close to the race can make that place really good for all two or three rounds. However many yep. they haven't, even with monster jam. Um, if you get a year where you don't get much rain, you go there three times and there's two monster jams in between. You've got yourself another Glendale. Uh, Gus, that's a good question. Do you want a pair of goggles from Fly or 100%? Yeah, that'd be awesome, yeah. 100%. All right. Th- cool. Thanks. Stay on hold, and you can pick which ones you want. And, uh, yeah, thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Zach. Yeah. Uh, Max's yeah. Tires, Max's.com, of course, PRMX, the Mad Parts Kawasaki team, putting um, uh, Max's Tires into main events. Uh, guys like Kay Clayson, guys like Hunter Yoder doing well with Max's tires, and they got the uh, soft intermediate, intermediate to hard terrain tires are, are available now. That's something new from these guys. Of course, the mountain bike tires are amazing, of course, as well. Thanks to the folks at Max's Tires for making this happen, and uh, Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, flyracing.com. Uh, let's go to, you want, you want to do a hair scramble question, Zacho? Sure. All right, here we go. Alex, uh, question Probably for... don't know what I'm talking about, though, so go ahead. Okay, go ahead, Alex. What's your question about hair scrambles? Hey guys, thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah. Um, so I grew up racing motocross, or you know, when I was about twenty, I started racing. Took about five years off to start my career, and now uh, my buddy and I decided to get bikes and do hair scrambles. So um, we don't really know what we're getting into. We have a race in May coming up. Um, what's kind of our best way to prepare for this and kind of make sure that you know we're just not going to get blown up and pass out after twenty minutes? Mm. What do you think, Zach? Uh, I mean, for me, I just did a ton of base training. Um, I, I experienced a lot lower heart rate riding in the woods than I did uh, riding motocross. So um, it was more like zone two training, um, not, not like super high intensity stuff. Okay. And also, just, you know, having a good good nutrition plan is a big thing. Having the right stuff in your in your uh, 
fanny pack or backpack, however you're going to run your hydration system um, with like electrolytes or, um, you know, some calorie powder with some carbs and whatnot. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, honestly, the best thing that you can do is probably experience one and then you're going to be like, oh, wow, I could do this so much better. I could do that so much better. Um, where do you live? I'm in New Jersey. Oh, so it won't be so super hot. like sand, sand, South Jersey stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that should be fun. I mean, honestly, the hair scramble um, vibe overall feeling is so much more laid back and and I don't want to say fun, but but fun um, than like a motocross group. There will be helpful people there that aren't allowed, you know, aren't afraid to give out their secrets or you know that that will be helpful. Um, unlike I feel like in some sometimes in motocross, it's a little bit the other way. Uh, so yeah, I, I think you're going to be in for a, a nice surprise as, as far as the atmosphere and the vibe of the people go. Cool. Awesome. Thank awesome. you very much for your help. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Alex. Appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, like you said, Zach, a lower heart rate. So like go ride in the woods and don't be su- such a moto head and try to like, you know, charge every corner. Just go ride. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much the thing. Right. Um, all right. Let's get to uh, a gentleman on the phone who's going to be racing this weekend, actually. Kay Clayson. What's up, buddy? How are you? What's up, boys? I got an important question for Zacho. Okay, shoot. Yep. So I'm not speaking for myself because I haven't rode a 250 since 2014, and I think Zacho remembers about how my 250 career went. (laughs) But with, like, because, like, you obviously dropped back down for the a few different things, right, obviously. And, uh, like, with so many – fast privateers like Moran's me Starling. And now that the pay is basically the same, like do you regret riding a little bike for a bit after riding a 450 for so long? Like, did you enjoy your time on the 250? Yeah, I did. You mean like with the GNCC stuff or where? Yeah. Yeah. When you rode the GNCC stuff, cause you rode a 450 in Europe too. And then you came back and rode the 250 over here. Didn't you? I raced, like, some British championship stuff on the 450, but I never did, like, 450 full-time. Really, uh, 2019 was my first full 450 season ever. Um, Hmm. But I enjoy the 250 a lot still. Um, I'm probably 10 pounds too heavy to really enjoy it a lot just because I'm not that fast on it anymore. But, yeah, I, I think that there's a lot to be said for dropping down, having some fun, um, I felt like my corner speed and, and just like my overall roll speed was so much better, uh, getting back on the 450 now compared to, uh, beforehand, just because I had to keep that speed up to, you know, keep myself, uh, up out of the dirt because I'm heavier now. So, um, I think that there's lessons to be learned from it. Um, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do it again just because I feel like, I could have done maybe a little bit better on the 450 last year, but yeah, it, it is what it is. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just, it has it has crossed my mind. I mean, not just me, but I've talked to other guys about it. Because like for like main event money and stuff like that, like it's basically the exact same now. Um, I, I thought it was a couple hundred dollars or four hundred dollars less, or is it no? It's like yeah, it's like three hundred dollars okay. or something. I mean, yeah. like I mean, compared to what it used to be to now, it's basically the, the yeah. same as what I was getting at. Right. I mean, when it when you come to 
how much money you're spending, you know, $200 on a weekend really isn't make or break, but no, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I've just, I, I think I've ridden a 250F like one time in the last like five years, but I know other guys have thought about it and I just didn't know your opinion and I was listening. So I figured I'd call and ask. Hey, Kay, do you still have the same phone number? Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 I do. The other day and didn't get it back, so yeah, I didn't know. Oh, wow. Cade blew you off? Is that that? Cade cool guy. He was making sure I was okay. Um, Cool, Cade. Thanks. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I left Zacho on red one day. It, it happens sometimes, you know, to the best of us. I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to uh, to your main event this weekend in Dallas and really helping out all the pulp fantasy people uh, that pick you. Hey Kate. man, yep. uh, the yep. other eighty percent will really appreciate it. Yep, thanks a lot, jerk. Yep, all good. All right, boys, you have a good show. Thanks, Kate. See you. Bye. All right, I didn't mean to call him a jerk, but it's fantasy stuff. Uh, Nick's on one. Nick's got an off-season question. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, what's up, man? Um, I guess this refers to either off season or like an off weekend. Okay. So let's say I'm like top dog factory rider, mm-hmm. and I want to go to Glamis for the weekend on my race on my race bike or practice no. bike. <laughs> what would they say? <laughs> Pack your stuff. <laughs> Get my own bike. <laughs> Pack your stuff, not as in you're going to Glamis. Pack your stuff as in don't ever come back here. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. I, if you had your own stock bike, they can't do anything. They probably wouldn't like you going. You wouldn't tell anybody, and you wouldn't post any photos. Right, Zach? Yeah. But you can't go yeah, on your I mean, race bike, yeah. <laughs> nowadays, like, I mean, technically you have to have written permission to to really do anything other than as it pertains to going racing. Like, you know, if you want to go on a snowboard trip, you need written permission most guys oh, don't wow. get it, but it is there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Makes sense, though. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank I mean, you. They're making yeah. a huge investment. They need to protect that. Glamis is obviously not not beneficial to the end goal, and, I yeah. mean, it's understandable in my opinion. No, for sure. I get it. And you look at Kawasaki, like, those guys are not allowed to do any races. Nothing outside yeah. of the contracted yeah. ones, right? And And it's a hassle to do Paris and world stuff or whatever for a lot of guys. So, yeah. Um, and you're right. It's a lot of money, so you get it. I get it, you know. Um, 702-586-7857. got a question for Zach Osborne here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. If you're looking to purchase a home in 2024, if you're if you got a first-time buyer, you're an investor, you got a vacation home like Zacho, rates have dropped, and maybe now is the time. Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. If you want to pull money out of a home you already own, contact Zach, uh, Z-A-C-H, at PlumCreekFunding.com. Uh, he'll dial you in. He's done, helped out a lot of people in the motocross industry. Zach has, and he's got 25 years of experience. PlumCreekFunding.com for more information on trying to uh, do anything in the real realty market. Um, you're right. welcome. What do you mean you're welcome? Zach, you know? Oh, yeah, Zach. Okay, yeah, good good point. Um, all right, we got Dave on one. Who's on four? Uh, oh, uh... Who's on first? Oh, Austin. Austin's on four. Let's go to Austin. He's been on hold for a while. What's up, Austin? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I just had a quick question. I've been to Bloods Creek and High Point multiple times each, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go to Philly Supercross this year, and it's going to be my first Supercross. My question for you is um, there's lots of different uh, ticket packages or ticket options for fans, whether it's like track walk, um, being on the floor uh, at the start of races. Um, I think there's even – uh, you can like buy a ticket to be in the press conference. Is there any 
um, any of those options that you think are like kind of underrated that you um, think are cool that people take should take advantage of, and some that are kind of like uh, kind of overblown, like yeah, uh, well, not really worth it. Zach and I are probably the wrong guys to talk to because we get to go anywhere we want, anytime we want. But <laughs> tits, uh, you've bought tickets and and bought these packages and walked the track, and Marks, you have too. Like, what what do you guys like any of that stuff? Uh, so I actually, it's been a long time since I've bought one of like the, the packages, like with the, the fan things, mm -hmm. uh, it was really good, but they are not inexpensive. Uh, but usually yeah. club level seats, uh, you, you always get a great view. Is it worth it to walk the track? If you've never done it before, yes, okay, it, it is because it is truly it it blows your mind how steep and big everything is. Even sitting like walking down to the front row doesn't give you the mm -hmm. same perspective as actually getting on to the track itself. Marks, what do you think? You get to go like oh. at at uh, intermission uh, between practice and the night show, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. There's a few different times, but you, yeah, that's you don't I'm always thinking. get to walk the entire track either, so you need to right. be aware yeah, of that. I it's mean, usually just a couple is, sections. I don't know how much that is, but it's it's got to be worth it. Nick, or sorry, Austin, how much is it to walk the track? Um, I think most of those start out at like an extra like hundred fifty bucks, hundred bucks, something like that. Okay. If it's in your budget, I would say it's worth it at least once, Mark's and then right. after that, it's yeah. up to you. Agreed with everything you yeah, said. Uh, yeah. From club level seats, I think those are great seats uh, with the view, and then yeah, same thing. Track walk if you've never done it. To get some scale and perspective, at least one time to do it, I think is a good idea. Yeah, there you go, Austin. So if you got, cool. you know, if, yeah. you're, if you're a baller and you got the 150 bucks, walk the track. I mean, I'd be anything except the the two grand for a star or Jets program. Anything else, I'd, I'd be willing to do. But you know what's crazy? I'm with you on the two grand. Like that seems. Look, and I'm a guy who goes. I pay 500 dollars to go see you too, right? Multiple times. So yeah, I, you know, to me, that's an amazing experience. Two grand to do the VIP thing, and and trust me, these things are full. There's tons of people doing it. I, I'm like, holy shit, two grand? I don't think that's that insane, though. To be honest, like, really? Yeah, like, I I, I don't know this because I've never done it, but I feel like, the, I mean, imagine the that at an NFL game with Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's gonna be like. 30 grand like <laughs> okay sure i guess yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying i, I guess I, I mean look it's high it's expensive but i i don't know to me i like i said i have never done any vip experience uh so i can't really speak mm -hmm. but like when i saw the price i was like mm, that's a lot but you know it's it's an experience like they're hanging out with you they're i guess it's an interaction yeah. otherwise you wouldn't get unless you spend the money you're already going to spend Probably, I don't know how much is a decent like club level ticket. Four hundred bucks. I don't know. Mm, depending um, on this place, they're probably at least a couple hundred bucks for a club level ticket. Austin, you look. Yeah, into I, it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. To me, I think it's probably worth it. I I'm not looking at it right now, but yeah. I bought tickets about at the fifty yard line. I'm like four rows up from the very front, and I paid. Uh, I think it was one twenty five. I think you want to go higher though than that low, Austin. I think you want to be like, like I agree, like what these guys at club Look for level. For a better view, yeah, you can see more racing, right? But I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen, uh, cool. Austin. You. If you want to, that two thousand is a lot. If you pay Zach a thousand, you can hang out with him in Philly. <laughs> so maybe we can, do, Actually, can we do that? I had a. So I just had a quick question back on when you were talking to Clay, uh, talking to Kate. Yeah. Um, you talked about being ten pounds heavier, two fifty stuff like that. Um, so in the off season, 
when it pertains to testing, obviously you don't want to let yourself blow up after the season, get a bunch of weight, but is it, do you give yourself time bef- during boot camp before you start testing? Like I imagine being like eight pounds heavier, 10 pounds heavy, you can really make a difference when you're trying to test and you lose that weight and then the bike feels different off of that. Do you, do you hold off on testing before you get yourself within like a comfortable zone that you know you're going to be at through most of the Yeah, season? definitely. I mean, unless you have a model change or like some significant frame change or something, um, I always just started on what I had the year before and kind of work into it, you know, like ride into it. Gotcha. Uh, but definitely you're not like, you don't start your training camp with testing unless, unless you have some big um, bike change. So, yeah. all right, Austin. So, 150 bucks for track walk seems like Tits and Travis think it's worth it. So, gotcha. Cool. Okay, thank you, thank you, man. Thanks for calling Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Uh, Zach Osborne here, by the way. Um, is uh, is Travis the app guy? Yeah, he, Travis is the app guy. Yep. Oh, We're not oh, taking yeah, any cool. app comments at this time. Yep. Uh, he, I think he's working on the app right now. As, As we speak, speak, actually. Yeah. 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 Imagine that. Um, it's coming though. I think. Thanks, Zacho. Appreciate uh, it. Dallas is on three. Dallas, uh, what's up? You want to talk about club level seats? Yeah, so the club level seats, I've gone to the Dallas Supercross the last two or three years in a row, I think, and I've always sat at the club level seats. Mm-hmm. They're great if you're sitting alongside, like, the sideline view. But if you're sitting at the end of the track where you're not having, like, the widest view of the track, that's kind of where you need to be at a higher level, I would say. Okay. All right. But, uh, and then I also have a question for you and I asked Mark this the other day mm-hmm. on Discord uh, do you think it would be possible to uh, uh, get in contact with uh, Pat Maxey uh, I don't know I I mean he's talked about Supercross before right and so I've asked the Supercross PR people like why don't you get someone on Pat McAfee and they said they're trying or they'd like to or they're looking into it so um yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, how you do that, right? It seems like it's it would be pretty tough to do. Uh, but yeah. he's talked about Supercross, so why wouldn't he want, you know, Jet on there or Eli or somebody like that? Kenny? Exactly. And they're, I mean, they're based out of Indianapolis. And what, Indy's how many weeks away? Yeah, uh, three weeks away or whatever. Yeah, four weeks away. Yeah, and they're out of football season, so I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, listen, kind of I I know that I know the PR guys are aware of it, and I don't, but I don't know what they're trying to do. But they should be if they they should be doing everything they can to get somebody on Pat McAfee for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, thanks, Dallas. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Let's get uh, Jason Thomas here if we can. Kicker Bob's got a question about the YF uh, the Blue Crew X models. Uh, what's up, Kicker Bob? Hey guys. Uh, Steve was just kind of wondering. I was watching the Weed Show, and here it came on a little while ago. Why would you watch Zach that? That's chime. that's a terrible show. Why would you watch? Well, that show? I was trying to give you a warning. Okay, because thank you. Weed and Dark Side oh. and, and piled up against you. Oh, oh my. Okay, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Well, that's what your friend, yeah. That's a friends like that. What do I need? Enemies? <laughs> well, they questioned why you weren't there at the the rollout of yeah. the Blue Crew. Yeah, they, 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 Yamaha did ask me to go um, to South Carolina on the off weekend. He hates, he hates off road. That's why I didn't go. I don't hate off road, but do I want to yeah, go to South? I agree, do, Zach. do I want to go to South Carolina on my rare off weekend? Not yeah. really. <laughs> but it's it's GNCC Woods riding. Come on, right, Zach? Uh, listen, 
I, I yeah. did. And it's at a sick property. That property is awesome. I did two GNCCs in my thing, life. I still have nightmares. Crew. I still have nightmares from the two GNCCs that I did. Um, <laughs> but no, I listen. Like I said, if it, if I could if I could have worked that around a race, like say go do Blue Crew and then go to a race that's close by that weekend, yep. you know, and tie it all. Like that's what I'm doing this weekend. I'm going to Daytona. I'm doing the webcast from the from the Arena Cross Friday night, and then I'm staying for the Supercross. I'm going to ride the Triumph on Monday, you know, because it's in Gatorback. Like I'm kind of making it one big trip, and the South Carolina thing didn't really like. I didn't. Yeah, I, I was like, I don't want to go all the way, and I don't know. So. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta have someone pay for your flight and stay. I mean, you. Well, that's not if a you problem. You listen to it. Yeah, Weege actually talked about he maybe or maybe not brought his wife along and got a free hotel. Yeah, yeah, no, he that's was a typical. Yep, he was telling us in a group text about how he promised his wife a little uh, vacation trip away, and it happened to coincide with the trip that Yamaha paid for to the hotel and everything. Yes, he's <laughs> yeah, he's, yep. he's an absolute so. disaster. So. <laughs> So with the with those X models though, they said there were some changes and such, but just enough to more or less bring it from like a supercross feel of, of the bike to a woods feel. Zach, what what would you change from you know, something that you would buy off the floor and throw onto a GNCC style ride? What would you Um so last what, year what I rode the, I rode just a straight uh two fifty FX um with the GYTR head, uh which you can purchase from GYTR as well as um, factory connection, suspension, um, all stuff that you can buy. And uh, I rode with uh, factory chassis parts, um, top engine hangers. I just felt like in the roots and stuff, they gave me a little bit more uh, foot peg feel. And other than that, I mean, uh, yeah, just like bolt-on stuff, TM Design Works chain guide and um, flex bars and, and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, for the most part, all – well, I mean, not for the most part, completely all stuff that you can – you know, obtain on the internet. All right, cool. Thanks, so, Bob. Steve. Yeah. You, since you haven't listened to this yet, you obviously realized Ryan Villapoto and Damon Bradshaw were going to be there, right? Yeah, I got numerous videos and photos from them flipping me off and telling me I'm uh, <laughs> calling me names for not going. So yes, I was aware of that. My friend Darkside, who I have, you know, basically helped. Uh, get into the industry and changed his life was making sure yeah. that I was getting shit on by everyone there for not being there. Yeah, Darkside even actually passed Villapoto in one turn. Oh yeah, well I'm sure that and really roosted him. Yeah, I'm sure RV was super stressed about that and everything else. So. <laughs> all right, thanks, hey. man. Yeah, thanks for the call. Hey, have a great weekend. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, Zach Osborne yeah. here. Uh, all right, Zach. Before I let you go here, I need your winners for this weekend. Uh, Dallas. Yeah, I, I I'm still on this 21 train. Like it's gotta happen sooner <laughs> okay. or later. All right. Um, and the 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 East opener was obviously a little weird mm-hmm. with the start crash and all that. But I think that um, I think Forkner backs it up. I think I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, he looked really easy at the front. He looked never under threat or pressure. Like you know, I felt like if he needed to turn it up two seconds a lap, he could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think Deegan's healthy. I, I think he's healthy. I don't think he's 100% where he wants to be to go racing every weekend. Okay. Um, that's, like I said, n- just an outside observation. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's 100% and everything's good, but I just don't see that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going uh, Jason and Forkner. Okay. Fair enough, buddy. Thanks uh, Thanks for the time today. Appreciate it. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, keep riding your bicycle. Keep riding your dirt bike for whatever you're trying to do. You know? What? I didn't ride today. I only rode my bicycle Yeah, today. but you're riding your dirt bike still, so we'll see. You and your buddy Joey there. Uh, my buddy Joey? Yep. Yep. Thanks, Echo. Later. See ya. Uh, that's Sock Osborne, everybody. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. We still got a pair of Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles to give away here as well. I want to thank the folks at Zool's. Zool's bags, man. These are great bags. They make the giant, most giant gear bag ever. And uh, so if you have something that'll, that you got to fit everything that you own into it, Zool's has you covered. Triumph Racing Team uses Zool's. Ford Performance using Zool's. Pastrana, Carry Hart, those guys. Zool's bags, uh, Zool'sBagCo.com. Z-U-L-Z-Bagco.com. Use Pulp24 code to save. They've got you covered with backpacks, travel roller bags, gear bags, and more. Thanks to the folks at Zool's for coming on board. Uh, Jason Thomas, what's up, buddy? How are you? Not too much. What's going on? So we got into talking a bit. We had a caller ask about uh, buying the track walk pass uh, and what seats to sit in for Philly and all of that. And Tits and Travis here said the track walk pass is worth it. You know, if you've never been down there, it's pretty cool, right? You and I have seen 8 million tracks. But um, then we started talking about the VIP program. And... $2,000 $2,000 for Star, $2,000 for Jet. You know, you get to meet the riders, get a little bit of social time with them. Jimmy D, by the, to- Jimmy D, by the way, told me in Glendale that the that Tomac's been really good with the VIPs. Uh, they found, oh, yeah. they found cool. a time what, that... What did, what did you expect him to say in that scenario? No, because he said at times he, he's not been good. But they found, oh, a, yeah? okay. they found a time before practice that suits Eli to spend time with the VIPs better gotcha. than, okay. than a... After practice, when things may not be going well. Yeah, timing is everything. As you know, I ran yeah. a program like that for a very long time. One would say I was a, a pioneer of that situation. Yes. Um, but, yes, timing could be everything. And I was no different when I was racing. And, yeah. and I didn't have the pressure of a championship, right? If you caught me in the wrong moment, I wasn't going to be very pleasant. I didn't mean it. It's just, yeah, I wasn't in the yeah. frame of mind to be talking to someone I didn't know at right. the moment. So, so Tomac's been doing this and Jimmy D's been, been better. Anyway, the point is the VIP program's $2,000 to me. And again, I'm a guy who spends 500 bucks to go see you too. Uh, yeah. That that's at steep for me as a fan, but it, they're not having problems selling them. I'm not saying that because people are filling these things, but um, yeah, I guess if you're, I guess the question for you is if you were a fan, would you do it for two grand? I look at it this way. If you're, this is your sport, right? And there are a lot of us out there that this is their chosen sport. Mm-hmm. This is the one they follow the most closely. Maybe you have other interests, but this is your sport, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's think about you for hockey, you for football. If it was Aaron Rodgers, I, I know you don't really like Aaron Rodgers, but let's say it's your favorite player, like Kessler or whoever. What's the Ke- hockey guy you Kessler. like so much? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthews. Like that. Matthews. Austin Matthews. What, wasn't there an older hockey player for the Leafs that you really liked? Uh, Wendell Clark something back like in the that. day and Phil Kessel. Okay. but I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, Phil, Phil Kessel. That's okay. what I'm thinking of. All right, got it. Somebody like that, you you were offered a, a opportunity to be around their program for the entire day and spend one-on-one time with them and go to dinner with them on Friday night at the facility. Like, I think you would do it in a heartbeat. So I frame it that way. Okay. And if you look at it that way, I, I, there is no access like that in, um, in any other sport. Mm-hmm. So if you have the means – by you absolutely take advantage of it because you can't get access like that in other sports. Maybe you get to shake the guy's hand at a meet and greet, like at mm-hmm. a pass through, but mm-hmm. that's as good as it's going to get. You're not going to sit down and talk to him and be inside their truck and all sorts of things. You know, that's never going to happen. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Uh, and, and Mark's you're going this weekend to Dallas. You're probably getting a VIP treatment. Oh, the people that you know, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I call in favors when I when I can. Walk around with your laptop and your backpack. And I, I work at the races. It's quite sad, but uh, yeah, right. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, I didn't get to talk 250 East at all with Zacco. We just got too many phone calls and 450 talks. So let's do 250 East, JT, for you. Obviously, a crazy first round. We did the Pulp Fantasy podcast yesterday, and the amount of all stars and the amount of factory riders that are not all stars is is just nutty. Um, you know. Three weeks now since the opener, three riding weeks. Uh, you expect Deegan to be better? Like, I was I was um, impressed with him in the first practice, and then it was so-so the next one, and then the heat was really good, and the main was whatever. His bike was broken. You feel, though, like this is enough time for him to be at close to 100% and swinging? I do. I do. I think those three weeks are incredibly important for him, um, and it could not have come at a better time. I, I guess the only – better situation would be the six week break that the West coast guys are getting. Mm -hmm. And the difference is, and some would say, whatever, like, you know, if you're hurt three weeks, not big time, but a big deal, but it is when you're riding, right. And the, the difference you can make up when you're back riding and training every day over the course of three weeks, when you've already been racing, like he was good enough to race in Detroit, you can really make big strides. And it's, it's really just muscle memory, right? Like your body, gets it back quickly like you you remember it's like you forgot how to go fast it's just your body and your coordination and everything catching back up to what your mind's telling it to do and three weeks at the level i saw him at at detroit which was not 100 percent, we know that but he's going to be damn close now does that mean 98 percent and he gets third maybe Mm -hmm. but i i just expect to see a much better hayden deegan than we saw in detroit yeah, I don't know how he would have done in the main in Detroit. It was so interesting to see because that heat was great. He almost caught McAdoo, but then practice times were so-so. Uh, he's 19 back. Uh, that's no big deal for the title. Long way to go. But this, you know, I'm kind of coming around on some Forkner stuff a little bit. Like, yeah, pretty confident. I, I, I said before going in that Mitch Payton told me it was the best he's seen him. Uh, he backed all of that up fast in every practice, uh, won the heat, won the main. Yeah, Forkner, this could be it. He, he might have this figured out. Maybe. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a week-to-week thing for me, right? Because he did all the right things. No question about it, right? He can't control first-turn crashes. All he can do is race what's in front of him, and he damn sure did that. So if we're just basing it off that, yes, real deal. But, man, I, maybe it's not fair, but I'm just kind of waiting for him to face some adversity. Like, it's just we've seen so much of it. And I, and I also want to see him go up against McAdoo and Deegan and the best guys straight up, too. I want to see what that looks like uh, before I'm ready to crown him like the, the odds-on favorite. I, I just, man, I kind of see, see Jordan Smith the same way. You know, I, I have so many years of evidence of seeing one thing and expecting that that it's hard for me in one race to just undo all of that with Forkner. You know, I, I hope he's turned around. I really like his, the, where he's coming from mentally. I like the things he's saying. He looks really happy, but it, it's, you know, one race does not a trend make. You know, that's it's not something you can base an entire thesis around seeing at one time. So maybe he comes out and dominates again, right? This is yeah. not a home race, but it's a Midwest race. He should be comfortable, should have lots of friends and family there. Uh, I just, it, it's going to take more than one shot at it for me. All right. Speaking of Forkner, we have uh, Ari on four with a Forkner take. What's up, Ari? What's your Forkner take? Uh, hey, man. Uh so in the past with Fortner, whenever he's going fast like he is, uh, there's always somebody else also going fast. And it seems to uh, <clears throat> hinder his ability to maybe complete a race at times. And uh, in my opinion, he's never had a real antagonist 
And if there was ever an antagonist, I'd say Deegan is an antagonist. How do you think he might yeah, handle it going uh, forward? De- there's always drama with Deegan, right? Things he says, things mm-hmm. he does. Uh, he's a little bit of a younger kid with a chip on his shoulder. Some of the things make me shake my head uh, that he says and does. Uh, I could totally see this coming down that way, JT, between uh, Hayden and, and Forkner down the road, a couple races. Yeah, maybe. We, we've never seen Forkner get into it with anyone. I, I don't know that that's something that is in his DNA or if, I don't know, right? I haven't ever seen that dynamic, and maybe it's because he just doesn't engage in that stuff, you know? And I think it really helps him being 25 years old now. Mm-hmm. That helps a lot. Like, I can't imagine RJ at 28 playing around in any of those games, right? He's just going to, he would just laugh it off the same way kind of Hunter did. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have time to deal with you. I've got my own problems. I don't need the charade dealing with you, right? And I kind of think that's how he would approach it as well. Uh, Ari, do you want a pair cool. of fly racing goggles? Uh, no, I'm good, man. Okay. I'm X-Brain all the way. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. No, thanks, <laughs> hey, buddy. Thanks, buddy. No problem. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, we do, yeah, see, you could have took them and sold them on eBay, but we appreciate that. No, I did the right thing. Yeah. Okay. And it's a show sponsor. That's yeah, okay. I'm good, there we go. good with all that. What's up, Brain? Hey, boys. Good afternoon. Hope you enjoyed the game tonight, Steve. Yeah, big game. Uh, big game. Yeah. Well, th- I think the Leafs are behind the Lightning, so I can, uh, so I could root for them. Uh, sir, they are ahead um, of the Lightning. So, yes. Oh, they are? They are ahead of the oh, Lightning. Oh, too bad. Yeah. Go Golden Knights, then. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> enough hockey talk. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to transition you guys to the 450s. I didn't realize no, you're fine. The 250s. However. Go ahead. Um, I... I Man, two weeks ago, I honestly, for the series, I just hung my head after the race. I know crashes happen. I know there are places that, uh, you know, that certain guys don't do well, and I realize Chase's stuff. Good grief, boys. I feel like this is the worst possible night for the series. And now now Jet's going to have all his crap figured out, or I say he's going to have all his crap figured out. He's going to have a lot of his crap figured out. Got an off weekend, and now I believe the series is done. Talk me off the ledge. No, yeah, no. Look, the, the rookies winning the title are rare for a reason. You got Dungy, you got Jeremy. Uh, is that it? I think that's it. Um, yep. So it's rare. Um, so the kids got the number one plate or the red plate. I get it. But um, yeah, I would say, Brain, JT, you can chime in. It's just rare for rookies to, to, to win titles for reasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's the same argument, only in reverse, that I have with you about Tomac, right? I, I think it's too early to write Tomac off, and I would certainly say it's too early to assume that Jet's going to run away with anything. Uh, there's just so much racing left. We're not even halfway yet, and this whole series has been ups and downs and roller coasters and like a pendulum swinging wildly in both directions. So I'm nowhere mm-hmm. near handing this thing to anybody. Okay. Well, I mean, dang, I hope you guys are right. I mean, I, I think both of you know I'm, I'm still going to follow the series, you know, whether he's up yeah. by 50 or whatever. But, yeah. holy cow, man, I, I just – Hey, I don't know. Brain, I, I, I'll, I think, I'll tell you this. Go ahead. I'll tell you this. Yeah. If Jet had come from where he was in Glendale and ripped through yep. and passed Anderson and, and reeled Kenny and passed him, I'd be like, yep, we're in big trouble. We are in big okay. trouble as far as the series – and and being engaged in the championship, but he wasn't, right? Okay. Kenny really wasn't challenged. Like, he couldn't even catch Anderson. Right. Not that that's – I don't mean that in a negative way. It just wasn't some sort of dominant ride where he just showed he's got so much more speed and prowess than everybody. I, I think he can win. He is going to win lots of races, but yeah. 
there's a lot of other guys that are riding the best we've seen in a long time. And on that note, I think you're going to see Cooper Webb bounce back in a big way this weekend too. And we're not talking about him at all because Glendale is horrible. But the point being, all that leads to, I I think we have a lot, a lot of close racing to go before anybody is, is really crowned champion or even close. Yeah, and I do think it's Coop's weekend as well, but I just he's just so dang far back. And I realize he's not, you know, it's, it's not a race back. I get that, but I just think that's too far back to let a guy. I mean, it's like the, 40, it's like the Chiefs did to the 49ers in, in the Super Bowl. They let him hang around for too long, and, and, yeah. and they've really but messed tell, themselves up. I'm just, I'm okay, just I have a question that. for you. I have a, I have a question for you. Did you Talk feel this same sort of conviction or worry leaving Anaheim too? Um. Yeah, I, I I did, and I've been stubborn. Really? I thought okay. that would win the whole. I, I have been pretty stubborn on that that he would win the whole thing, that he'd figure his stuff out. Um, yeah. but again, which is fair. I'm fine with being, fair. I'm fine with being wrong about that. No, no, he's my pick to win the championship. Make no yep. mistake about and, it. And, but and, I, I have not seen the flawless, perfect decision making jet this this year correct. that I that I saw last summer. That's why I'm like correct. the door is still open because he okay. he's shown a propensity to make poor decisions and get into situations that he didn't doesn't want to be in and shouldn't be in. So I think he's showing his youth a little bit, right? If it's two years from now, sure. I'd be like, man, these guys are oh, they're in trouble in a bad way, right? Because he's yep. a mature veteran now. He's got to figure it out. But I still think he's got some learning to do in this class. I do. Okay, is it is it Coop that challenges him the most? Is it? It's hard to say that, right? Because like Kenny looks no. better than I've seen him look in a very long time, and and we know mm-hmm. Kenny struggles, right? Steve has been yeah. has been very uh, steadfast in making that point that it's it's tough for Kenny late to maintain mm-hmm. the level of excellence. But yep. I, I don't know I, if if Jet okay. opens the door, there are lots of people that are going to stick their hand up and want to be there. You know, Jason Anderson, I think counts himself in this thing, and and he's quietly sitting there. But I wouldn't be shocked to see him hanging around like he knows how to do this thing he needs to win some races no doubt about it but i guess if i had to point to one guy sure webb is a guy that you don't want to be in a a late season duel with or even a late race duel with but i also in in that same note i expect sexton to be much better this weekend right and he had quietly been sitting there with the red plate and we had barely talked about him so okay i I don't know i just just, thanks brian thank you yeah you know what's uh, scary, JT, a little bit, and I'm going to write about this in uh, Racerhead. Uh, I was bored the other night, so I watched a recap on YouTube of the 1993 series with okay. Jeremy McGrath. Yep. And so he gets the first win at Anaheim at round three, and then he's ripping off wins as a rookie, and he's hole-shotting and ripping off wins, and no one's touching him, right? Bradshaw, Krodowski, yep. Stanton, they are all have ups and downs, and they're interviewing them after the race. And uh, uh, they're like, well, you know, he just he's gets the start and he goes. You know, he, he, we got to see what happens uh, if he doesn't get the start uh, and if he gets buried a little bit. So we go to Atlanta. Uh, he doesn't get the start. Jeremy doesn't get the start. And it goes Bradshaw, Stanton, Krodowski. And so Jeremy's off the podium for the first time uh, in that 93 series. And then after the races, they're like, see, like, he can't come through the pack. He can't do it. He 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 needs to start to win, and all these veterans are like all crusty, right? Bradshaw's pissed off, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, all this yeah. all the time, back right, then, right? Right. So then, dude, Dallas, which is this weekend, Jeremy he hammers them. Well, he comes from <laughs> six to first or whatever, yeah, yeah. Right, and, and right. Larry Myers is like, well, all the all the pit talk, reading the headlines. Yep. He was reading the headlines, right? And, yep. and and after the race, Jeremy says, you know, yeah, exactly. I've been reading what people have been saying, and I think I probed tonight that I don't need to get a start to win. Uh, and 
Yeah, and we're coming into Dallas this weekend. So, like, I'm going to write about this a little bit, how eerie it could be. Like, if Jets start sixth, you know, because obviously Jets' two wins have followed the same path. And if Jets yeah. start sixth and wins, it'll be funny because it'll be same weekend, same yeah, round yeah, and everything. Sure. So, I know, um, I know, you know, back-channeling things, and we all talk to lots of people that you can't always report on, but mm-hmm. – I know going into Anaheim 2, after the San Diego drama, he wanted to lay the wood to everybody. Like yeah. He really wanted to send a message, and I think he tried a little bit too hard. Yeah. I think it got him in trouble, uh, just pushing too hard. And, and that's what I think he'll have to fight against, right? If he takes what's coming to him, like uh, Jason Wygant made some great points this week on differing shows and columns and whatever, about Jet being patient. And the worst thing that can happen to the other guys in the field is if he decides to be patient. Mm-hmm. If he traps himself and goes for the win at all costs because he's angry and he's reading social media and all these things, that's what those guys need because that will open the door to a mistake. If he just allows his talent to take over and lets things come to him, I think that's where these guys can't really deal with that. All right. Uh, a couple of questions about Hunter Lawrence before we let you go. First up is uh, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. Hunter Lawrence, talk. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I was wondering um, how kind of looking at his season um, so far, success, failure. I just felt like there was quite a bit of hype on him coming into this, and I personally thought he was going to do better, too. Um, it's kind of where the meter is on him right now. Uh, I think it's fine. I, I, you know, I, I was a little critical of him coming into the series. Uh, he let me know that before Anaheim won. Um, oh yeah, you know, okay. yeah, he did. Uh, I was just saying, what's the difference between Aaron Plessinger, Zach Osborne, yeah, um, Christian and, and Christian Craig, and um, yeah, you know, a veteran I guy. Agree. And so, to me, he's coming off his first race. JT, I think he's been fine. He's been just fine. It's to be. And where would you where would you say you think his best finish might be this season? I think he can get on the box, JT. Uh, I do. I think he'll need a few things to go his way. Yeah. I, I do. I think he'll need like, yeah. the, the weird ride from Webb or the re- weird ride from Tomac. Like, he'll need some help. Uh, but I, I think this is to be expected. You know, like a lot of people that I, I've argued, not argued, but debated, they're looking at Jet and Jet's success last summer. And I'm like, I don't know how else to tell you this, but Hunter is not Jet. He's not. And I understand if you want to skew the stats and, and make their 250 careers look similar, That that's fine. Mm-hmm. But – no one can talk me into Hunter being Jet. And that, that don't mean that as a slight. Like, Jet's one of the best riders, young riders I've ever seen, right? So, Hunter can be great and a factory-level guy and get some podiums here and there and be a top-ten guy all the time. That's what I think is acceptable as a first-year factory 450 guy. Now, Jet is a different story. He, we know what the situation is with Jet. And to expect those two to mirror each other's results, I don't think it's fair to Hunter. I really don't. So, is- to your point, Steve, I, I think it's been absolutely fine, and I think he showed some real signs of life in Glendale. Um, how? What is it? Is this AP's fifth year in the 450 class? Fourth year? Uh, fifth, fifth year? Um, this is five, yeah. So the point being, AP seems to have stepped it up five years in. He's found something, right? Take him that long. Mm-hmm. Took him that long uh, to do it. So we'll see for Hunter. Uh, Dave, do you want a pair of fly racing goggles? Yeah, it'd be awesome. All right, stay on hold, buddy. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think it's been fine. So, JT, a couple things before I let you go. Back to 250 class. Right now, and I know you love this stuff, give me your percentage pie for the title of of the <laughs> of, of what you like right now. Like, I would put Forkner, you know, 40%, 30 the most, yeah, the yeah. most, the most. I would give Forkner the most based on what I saw. Yeah. I would give Deegan probably second most. Still, he's 19 back, no big deal. And Anstey would be in the mix in, in McAdoo. Yeah, I, I – 
I agree with you on the Forkner thing. I, I do. Um, he's got 13 wins or whatever it is, 14 now, whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has to be the favorite, but I don't make him a prohibitive favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's probably like 30% because I don't think we've seen a real race yet. I, I don't. Right. And Forkner would, could say, I did everything I'm supposed to do, and you, he would be absolutely fair and right in saying that. But I don't think we've seen everybody line up and not some sort of catastrophic first turn where people's pants are getting ripped off. We haven't seen that yet. Yeah. So if Forkner goes out and wins a straight-up race this weekend, you won't hear me say that again. Yeah. You know, But I, I want to see a real race where everybody's upright going through the first term before I'm ready to declare victors in this series. Like it, that, that was not, a, that was not a, a race where you could draw conclusions from, in my opinion. Uh, seat concepts, by the way. Pulp MX24, saving asses since 2009. Whether you're hitting the motocross track or gearing up for a track across the country, Seat Concepts has a seat for you. they got a wide variety of seat options from stylish replacement covers to complete seats, as well as various height and width profiles, and they, each seat incorporates a proprietary foam formulation. Pulp MX24 at Seat Concepts. All right, give me your winners for Dallas, JT. Zacho went uh, 21 and Forkner. Yep. I think that... Um, man, I, I think that, gosh, I want to say Webb so bad, but I, I, I pick Jet when I'm unsure because I think he's the best rider in the world right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Jet. Uh, but I do think Webb has a really good ride, like podium, back on the podium type ride. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 250, I want to say Deegan, but I think maybe it's a touch early. Maybe. Uh, but Deegan back on the podium. And I'll go Forkner again. I think okay. being in this type of dirt where it's really hard, is the same type of dirt he grew up on, like that Benny Bloss, Oklahoma, Trey Kennard type dirt. Um, so I think he'll he'll carry that confidence and win again. All right, fair enough. Uh, enjoy Dallas this weekend. Uh, you'll see um, Travis Marks there, but I will not be there. So we'll talk. You're to not you. going? No, I'm not going. Oh wow! I did not know this. How no, did I not know this? I don't know. I, I got. I'm busy weekend. You picked Dallas to skip. I like all the ones you picked to skip. It just has to do with me making my triumphant return to Daytona next week, and I'm going to be in Florida all I week. I know. So. I I know you skip a few, but Dallas yeah. is not one I had yeah. lined up for you to yeah, skip. Dallas so. is a okay. good one. It's a we'll good hold one. It down for you. Yeah, it is. Thanks. It is a good one. It is. Uh, all right. Thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. See you guys. Uh, Fly racing, Moto 60 show. Get and Athena. Email us using the contact form at pulpmex.com. We'll get you a discount. Uh, ECU, CDIs, two-stroke stuff, four-stroke stuff, a Honda HRC using it as well. Thanks to the folks at Get. Decal Works, Maxis, Seat Concepts, Zools, Vertex, 100%, Plum Creek Funding, all on board with us. And that uh, that's the show for today. Tits, great job. Fantastic work over there. Yeah, man. Thank you I've for never, noticing. I've never seen you more into it. Thank so. you. That means a lot. Uh, Marks, thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, stay Just tuned next week. You. We'll see if we have a show or not. <laughs> Uh, we don't know if we're having a show, but it might be just remote. Who knows? Nobody knows. Thanks for listening. Thanks to the sponsors. Fly Race and Motor City Show. We're out.